Okay. So we got the strawberry D on day one. On the second day of Christmas. What's the second day of Christmas? Shit, I don't know the song. Second day of Christmas. Two turtle doves, right? I think. Two turtle doves and a partridge in a pear tree. Okay, so our turtle doves will in fact be Stardog. Pause. <coughs> oh, man. All right, all right, all right. On day three, the three, wait, two turtle doves and a three French hens. Wait, did we already do three? Three French hens, right? I think. Be right back. Okay, boss. Playing the role of French hens tonight will be Mandarin Cookies number one. Okay, so Mandarin Cookies number one was on the third day of Christmas. So on the fourth day of Christmas, my true love gave to me some Pineapple Express sappy syrupy yum. Okay, and what was the fourth day of Christmas? It's like, well, fifth day of Christmas is golden rings. So five golden rings has to be what? Well, let's go with golden goat. Uh, so it was five golden rings, four, bum, 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 three, French hens, two, three. What is four? Four, four something. Four, bum, bum, bum. Four, Oh, shit, what is it? I had it just now. Four calling birds, right? Four calling birds. Three French. Four calling birds? Four call, calling birds? Maybe. I know the next ones are geese and swans. Or geese and... Swans? Fuck, it's the two birds. Then come the... Hmm. Oh, God. Sixth grade was so long ago. Well... So our uh, calling birds, if that be correct, this round will be coming out of the white 99 live, live resin uh, of, uh, area of uh, where calling birds come from. It's geese laying and swans are swimming, I think. But is it, it's six geese laying, seven swans are swimming. It's got to be right. You'd take advantage. Oh, shit, is that right? Seven swans are swimming, six geese laying. Six, seven geese of land, six swans of swimming. No, it's definitely the other way around. So, having uh, golden ringed my goats, um, we're going to geese lay some, um, what do we got right here? This looks good. Oh, train wreck. Bonus. And then, for those swans that are swimming... Well, we already went to the Golden Goat, so this time we're going to go to the Miracle Alien Cookies. We'll be right back after we've talked to these birds. You know, I gotta say, I wasn't really uh, holding out much hope for these Miracle Alien Cookies, but boo, yeah, boo, yeah. Oh, boo, yeah. Hang on, I haven't even gotten uh, over to those. Uh, what was the other one here? Uh, oh, train wreck. We'll be right back after I uh, derail this train. All right. To all who are concerned, there has been an enormous train wreck at Wall Street Studios. No injuries reported. In fact, it appears spirits are high. In fact, very high. Back to you, Dave.
Okay, so my other personality, Dave, didn't come to work today. So it's just me. Over here wrecking my train. Well, okay, so after the birds comes the dumb ones. Like Maids of Milken, I think, is next. Lords of Leapin. I know the last, I don't know anymore, but it seems like Drummer's Drumming is the last one. 12 Drummer's Drumming. 11 Piper's Piping. 10. Oh, what is 10? I think 10 might be Piper's Piping. 11 Lords of Leapin. 10 Piper's Piping. 9 Ladies Dancing. 8 Maids of Milken. Fuck, is that right? Oh my god, if that's right, that'll be more amazing than guessing my locker combination. Okay, what did I just say? <laughs> All right, well, on the spirit of seeing if I can remember it after... Okay, so, hold on, hold on. If it is eight ma maids of milking, well, then we're going to want to go with... Uh, what is appropriate for milky maidens? I would say... Sour flow. Perfect. Nine... Ladies leaping? Boy, that sounds wrong. Leapers leaping? Dancers dancing? Wait. Twelve drummers drumming, eleven lords a leaping, ten pipers piping, nine. God, I still think it's ladies dancing. Eight maids and milking, seven swans a swimming, six geese a laying, five golden goat dabs. Four, sour flow, three, sour diesel, two, cherry pie, and a one, big blue dream to take it all. Okay. Maids of milking. Ladies dancing? God, is that right? That sounds wrong. Lords of leaping, I said, right? Yeah, that's 11. Fascinating shit, right? Pause. Okay, so to finish the 12 dabs of Christmas, we went with um, Maids of Milken with Sour Flow, uh, Ladies Dancing, whatever 9 is. I don't know what 9 is. Let's face it, it's probably wrong. That's why we inserted our Blue Dream right there. And then uh, 10 uh, Pipers Piping. <laughs> I mean, talk about your fertile ground. Uh, we went with Super Lemon Haze. Duh, 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 duh. For number 11, that would be our Lords of Leapin. Our Lords of Leapin was uh, Ghost Train Haze. And uh, because we were having kind of a hazy afternoon, of course we finished at 12 with Drummer's Drumming to Amnesia Haze. All right. So, haze on. Hazy? Hazed. And confused. All right, I'm probably now. Nope, still not high enough. Hang on, one more. I'm going to go do some sugar blood magic, whatever the hell this is. All right. All right, all right. All right. Okay, <clears throat> quickly. Should we review the rules about if you're stupid enough to listen to this, what you got to put up with? This should be like a new thing that I expect uh, to warn you, I think is fair, uh, that there are no inhibitions presented here. Uh, I am willing to talk about literally anything. And um, 
You know how, like, sometimes you think about, even if your life's in a shitty position, you might think, well, at least I don't live in, like, Phoenix or something, right? I mean, if, or, or I wasn't born, like, a Christian fundamentalist. I wasn't even born a Christian. I was born a John. And I was born in Denver. Phoenix is nowhere but somewhere to go play golf. Or grow your hair long or something like that, right? But Christians, though nice people, can, um, you know, if, if, if you're surrounded by them, can start to sometimes uh, think that they want to tell you how to make jello. Um, now, all the Christians I know are just phenomenal people. So this is not a statement of any sort of generalization other than in specificity. Don't go to Phoenix, and lucky if you weren't born a Christian. And if you were born a Christian, well, then maybe you go by Chris. No? Probably not. All right, but where I went with that, I don't even care. So expect no inhibitions. Expect prolific profanity. Probably. Profusely? Oh, boop. Um, no, I mean, I, I just... Okay, can I make my argument real quick? And then anybody who can talk me out of this can tell me why. Language is the organization of guttural sound into communicable guttural sound. We make mouth and nasal gesture. We make other unintended but subtle gestures whatever you want to call language from the virtual spelling of, of words on paper, communication through direct, I'm here talking to you, you're there talking to me, or the digestion of thought and inner dialogue, your experience as you listen to me, blowhard that I am, talk about bullshit. Well, so why did we choose seven or eight of these words to be bad words? Why? There's a word that's bad? I'm not supposed to say it because it's bad. It's like seeing boobs. You're not supposed to do that? I mean, what, what the fuck? If there's a reason we're not being let into the Galactic Council, it's because we have dumbass shit like that hanging around. So, damn straight I say fucking shit, bullshit. Well, there are a couple words I don't use. Because I think they're charged. And because they have a historical significance upon which I do not care to participate in any more mudslinging one way or another. I don't deny that language has power. Words have consequence. My direct speech in your face has an effect. So I use profanity liberally, but not profusely and without regard. I try to speak clearly and with the sort of color and descriptive accuracy that lets you know exactly what I meant. And if I'm fucking pissed, I'm not going to say I'm mid mildly upset. Today at work, I'm not, I'm not even going to get into it, but I was a little warm. <sighs> no.
I was cold. I was outside. It was cold. I will also talk about drugs. I will do drugs. I even have considered doing a mushroom-laden state of mind podcast. But no, 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 no. Do we not need that on record? But we don't also need to on record me sniffling, burping, coughing, snorting, luging. Kitty, what are you hunting over there? Fucking A, that better not be a mouse behind my stereo. What are you doing, Kitty? Oh, not in the bedroom. Um, I, I'm pretty much every kind of uh, uh, male uh, locker room foul uh, instant 15-yard uh, penalty for a personal foul you can possibly come up with. So I apologize for that in advance. I'm trying to do better. I really am. This isn't like some sort of thing that they're making me say so that I can keep talking, but sort of it is, right? I... I find, I find one of the, the most rewarding elements of these recordings over the course of this year to be listening to myself unplugged. Because, trust me, if you record yourself for even a couple of months, you will hear a version of yourself you don't know exists. Because the version of yourself that you give yourself in your head as the person presenting to the universe is wrong. You cut yourself way more slack than you actually know you do. You give yourself way more latitude in misspeaks, in uh, in misuse of, of words, of all... I mean, if there are communication errors to be made, I've made them all listening to myself. If I had been asked to not listen to any of this and then reveal how many communication errors I thought I had made... I would have been able to name maybe 10% of the ones that are there. 90% of them are subconscious. You never know it. You're too... Um, you're too used to your brain <laughs> taking shortcuts. Figuring it can rattle through something you've said before once or twice and say it again. But the truth is you misspeak it the third time and actually speak it completely incorrectly and say it a way that is wrong. And I can't bring up the exact example, but I know that there's a, a, a reference I make early that I make again wrongly both times. So when I finally make it right, the, the two before that that I don't realize are wrong that have been misspoken don't occur to me until I go back to do a review of all of the first 25 and I hear it all over again. And, and so what I'm, what I'm trying to convey here is no matter what you're receiving from somebody else, there's a chance, in fact, a decent chance that what they're throwing at you isn't even what they intend at all. And in a universe where we're so quick to jump to the gun to define somebody by a single moment of action. Oh, you said that? Well, you must be blank, blank, blankety blank. Mm, I don't know. That's a little bit far to draw on what actually was a moment of distracted uh, irrelevance in my day compared to everything else I got, I've been through. 
And and I know that's that's not totally fair. We're not all just quick to judge um, everyone around us. But the world's becoming quicker to judge. In fact, we're being led into dumber and dumber reactionary thoughts. We're being trained to judge more quickly. And so what I've started thinking is every time I have a thought that I blankety-blank somebody, I figured this out about them, I ask myself, what if I'm 180 degrees wrong? And I force myself into the position of trying to understand somebody as if I don't know them, as if everything I think about them is wrong. Now can I come up with their motivations, attitudes, and corrections from there? And I'll tell you what, this hasn't done anything <laughs> for my, uh, my uh, ability to, um, to perceive others' uh, motivations. But it has opened the door to revealing motivations personally that I had somewhat given up on. And <clears throat> so I could be wrong. But I do think that the more you're willing to concede you don't know everything, that someone else's opinion, someone else's point of view, someone else's absolutely foreign take on something compared to how you look at it is valid. If you can just, in even small instances, go find that point and make it for yourself to the Realization that uh, you're being open to new lines of thought. I, I had plenty of women tell me the problem in my life was that I didn't have any God. To which my snappy answer back was always, well, the problem in your life is you have too much God and not enough John. Which, two and a half weeks later, would generally be the end of the relationship. But once that came up, it was over. There's no room for me to concede that your fairy tale about some creative wizard who came down to blow light and sound into a plane of Eden goodness over the course of six days before he took a break... Well, it's all just stories handed down from men to men by men in the capacity to control men or to advance men or to politically advance other men or whatever. It's men being men. And it never seemed any different to me. And the fact is that the, the, whoa, where'd that idea come from? The, can I actually step outside myself and see something so different that maybe I see a reality that's there that otherwise I have to deny because staying within myself, that reality can't exist. And it doesn't just have to be God. In fact, God is the worst example here. Stepping out yourself, outside yourself and deciding whether or not you're even capable of being a person 
who never turns to violence. How about the other direction? Are you capable of always taking up a fight when someone threatens the vulnerability of someone weak? Do you have the material to stand up and intervene on behalf of those who undeservedly are receiving the wrath of another? And if not, why not? Why isn't your reaction in every situation to race in and stop the injustice? Why have you been conditioned to act in any other way? Well, I certainly didn't get on to talk about that, but since I said on here you could expect no inhibitions, profanity, drug talk, and, well, I said cry, I didn't want to cry, but I, I, I look for solutions. I figure, what's, what's the point of coming up with complaints if you don't have something that you think might fix it? But sometimes, if you just are drifting, letting your mind wander into areas to try to coagulate some clotting blood into a scab of new insight. Right, terrible metaphor book? Yes, said terrible metaphor book. You are dead on, Fonzie. Um, if you're looking for the abstract to somehow bring coherence to the daily stream of time consequence... Well, you got you got to just take your lumps, right? You got to be willing to look at something and realize I am bass backwardsly turning this into a convoluted uh, conundrum of fluster cucky that it doesn't need to be. And then you move on to your next problem. But twelve dabs of Christmas and a list of concerns can sometimes coagulate the right scab into just the perfect itchy versus. Pain versus, oh, that feels good. Scratch a little bit more. Oh, yeah. Don't, don't, oh, don't scratch it off. That's not going to be good. Okay. <clears throat> Moving on to anything of value. Have I been abducted by aliens? Well, yeah, that's totally of value. Okay. I only bring this up because once in a while, and it happened twice in the last four or five weeks, I wake up hurt. <laughs> and I mean hurt. Like, there's physical damage. The last one that was, I don't know, 10 days ago, more, less than that, like five days ago, seven days ago. Um, I know, fascinating. Somewhere between five and 10 days ago. We'll just call it that. Um, I had a swollen middle finger on my left hand. Severely swollen. To the point I couldn't uh, open up the uh, tab on the cat litter. And could really not even bend my finger. And the rest of my palm, I couldn't make a fist at all because anything I tried to close my fist on, it was as if I had, um, it's as if I had a fatigue injury. Like it just, it was tiresome to hold my hand in a clenched position. 
and my right hand, my thumb was double hyperextended. Like I, I could feel the tendon uh, swelling in my where my wrist and my thumb meet. So in other words, my thumb had been bent backward and the palm of my hand was scraped up. Like just, I, you could see the, the, uh, the calluses were just roughed. And my left hand had no sign of that. As if I'd like pushed my hand on gravel or something. You know what I mean? And I'm not saying I'm not sleepwalking. I live alone. I don't fucking know. Of course I could be. But um, these physical injuries, uh, like I've, I've woken up with bumps on my head are the big ones. Where I've got, uh, you know, either a sore, like a, like a actual thing in my scalp, or I've got a, like a goose egg where I've hit my head. So am I rolling into the wall? Am I rolling into my headboard? Am I rolling into my bedside table? All these are possibilities, right? But my question is, how much injury can you sleep through? Or secondarily, how much injury can even wake you up that you just don't remember? Because the swollen finger didn't feel good for three days. And to the point I wondered if somehow I might have not just jammed it, but like broken it because I've had stupid finger injuries that I ignore that turn out to be severe. And this was getting to that point before it started to subside. Now, my hands are totally fine now. I can, I mean, they feel great. Terrific. My, my strength in my arms feels great. My shoulders feel great. Like there are days when it's exactly the flip side. I'll go to bed in some rather pedestrian state and physical frame of mind and wake up as if I drank health potion. I just feel robust, capable, and I'll like sprint on my bike to work instead of just riding what is normally a a rather uh, simple uphill route. Sprinting it the whole way gets your juices going. And, uh, and on some of these days I'll push myself so hard to see how much energy is there. And it's like, it's limitless. So how do you wake up in such conflicting states of physical presence? I, you know, I've been, I've also been trying to think about why is life so fucking hard to figure out? Should it be? That's always felt like a huge disconnect to me. Like every other past life I've ever had, this part wasn't confusing. The why are we here? What are we doing? And where are we going? Which is... I think part of what Earth is. Earth is literally the testing ground for duality to emerge into some sense of what? Multi-conscience, conscious representation, multiple incarnation simultaneously. Instead of a this or that, one one or B, A or B, one or two, one or two, what? In other words... Because Earth's timeline is defined so much by either this happened or that, that there isn't the spectrum of it all happened. And by putting 
species or entities here to force them into not into the discomfort of consequence into the paralysis of forced action into the into the potential position of regret and then seeing how you deal with it loss misstep transgression being transgressed upon A or B one or the other how are you going to take it how are you going to respond how are you going to be (laughs) 